Welcome to Business Conversations with your host, business strategist, Clive Enever. Clive is joined by expert guests as they talk business behind the scenes to give you the tools and insights to support your growth, security, and serenity as you strive for your success. with Clive Enever. I am Clive Enever, business strategist, and we're having a conversation with Rachel Allen about modern marketing for business success. Rachel is a sought-after coach and consultant with 26 years marketing experience, 15 of those in her own business. Rachel's expertise is in strategic and integrated marketing, where she enables business owners to think bigger about their business and to identify and respond to opportunities. Her mission is to see business owners become the best version of themselves. Hello, Rachel, and welcome. Hi, Clive. Thank you. It's great to have you here, and in particular because 15 years in your own business, now according to the ATO, 65% of businesses fail within the first three years. That puts you in a fairly small minority I know it's um I think I've just had a birthday or about to have a birthday in the business as well so it's it's exciting and I don't know what my recipe for success was I think I've changed my business a lot through the years from when I started um and I think just being always agile and just you know working out what the consumer wants and what I want as well very good. I'm, I'm glad you added that last piece because often we hear that the customer is always right and that's not necessarily been my experience, Rachel. Uh, no way. Um, but I think that your business is you as much as it is about your customer, it's also about you. So it's your personality, it's your values, it's your why, it's your missions that, that you're out there telling people about. So even though you, you, I mean, obviously you can't go out and create a business that has no customer. So you still need to be aware that customers are your end. You know, they're the people who are going to buy from you and make the business. But that business isn't easy. So having that strong wine, being really connected with your business and loving it has to be the reason that you just keep going in it. Essentially, I think you're saying that there are lots of people who will require whatever your business does, but not all of those people is your client. Absolutely not. No way. (laughs) (laughs) And there's people that, you know, there's even people that you'll come across in your business and there's ones that I really wanted to work with because I can see that I can help them or I really love their business or whatever. But they're just not a right fit for the business when you actually get into it or whatever, or they're not matching with your values or anything like that. And those sort of people can make it hard in business. That's impressive. Actually, the, you bring up the values matching. Um, I've seen people in the past try to work with people who have vastly different values to their own. And it seems always to come unstuck somewhere. Mm. definitely yeah I have and it could be you've got it you especially in a service-based business so I work majoritably one-on-one with my clients 
if my clients are doing something showing up or they're not open, you know, they don't have similar values to me or they're very clashing, then I know it's not going to work for us. Um, and it and basically comes down to because you're not going to trust them. You know, and it's that know you like you trust you. Trust is so important in business. And if you don't trust the person you're buying off or you're buying from, then everything just falls apart. Indeed, we've got to have that know, like, and trust. Now, you're a marketer person and you've been doing that for a long time, but I understand you're doing that from a home office. Is that right? Absolutely. <laughs> and how long has that been going on? Um, you know, I think I started the business back in the office I'm in at the moment in the house and then we moved to another house and then we moved to a serviced office for a little while um, and that was all very nice and glamorous but, you know, I was in other people's spaces and then we moved to back to this house and it was just the office. We weren't living here. Um, and we had a lot of staff and then I had a baby and things just got too hard. So we moved into the office and built an extra bit onto the house for the office. So I kind of moved, the office has moved around. Being at home makes life so much easier to manage because I can be here, I can be working. My daughter's here. When she was younger, she was around. Um, you know, it's, I don't get sidetracked. You know, in fact, a lot you hear stories of people going, you know, gets caught up doing the dishes. I get caught up being in my office, not doing domestic things I need to do. So it's kind of the office that, I, look, I love working from home. Um, we have, or I do go out to co-working spaces every now and then. Um, I've got spaces that I can go to if I'm travelling. Um, but my work output is exactly the same at home as what it would be if I was in an office. Yeah, as we're having this conversation, of course, Rachel, we're coming out of this COVID-19 lockdown. So mm -hmm. this lockdown, uh, whilst a lot of people found it a bit of a surprise to work from home, that didn't really bother you. Do you know what bothered me? It was everyone else in my space because I was suddenly supervising home learning and my partner was working from home as well and he'd moved into or he's still here. He hasn't gone back to work yet. So I found everyone else was in my space. <laughs> so for me, it was the same. Um, as far as working goes, it was exactly the same. It was just having everyone else here as well. Now, perhaps a lot of thing has things have changed for a lot of people with mm. uh, bricks and mortar businesses closing, at least for the, the short term. And a lot of those people either working from home or just not working. What's happened in regards to that in the idea of modern marketing for business success? Yeah. I think businesses have finally got, or those businesses who weren't online when COVID happened found that they either had to very quickly get online or they had to just forget about it, basically. So I think moving forward and certainly the conversations I'm having with people at the moment is that even if they had just a bricks and mortar shop, whether it's a store, a restaurant, whatever, there's an element of their business that can be 
delivered successfully online. So a lot of businesses went to online, whether it was to put their menus up there to take orders, whether it was to sell products that they would normally sell through their shop, whatever. So what's happening now is the discussion's turning to, well, going online was actually really quite successful for me through COVID and I made money by doing that. So how do I keep the online presence going but also still service my bricks and mortar clients or customers that are coming into the shops? So I'll say blending of the two is one of the things that I'm seeing as well as staff who have been working virtually and, you know, not needing to be in an office, they can still continue to work virtually if that suits the business and the staff. So there's a whole range of things that we were forced to do during COVID that some businesses are going, actually, this worked for us. So how can we keep doing it past COVID? What do you think will be the major changes as we exit the COVID part in relation to those businesses? Will some of those businesses, for example, not go back to bricks and mortar? Will they shift entirely to online? Well, it'll be interesting to see what happens. And I know um, there's a couple of businesses that I work with that they actually may double their income through COVID by being online, by selling their products and doing some online consults and stuff. So what they're saying now is that when they open their shop, they'll still have that online income but they'll also have their shopping income. So it's going to help them to grow their business and to bring in more people or whatever. Um, Look, I really hope that we can change our thinking around a lot of things to do with business and a lot of the way that we interact online, the way that we can connect online and have relationships with people. Um, And my big passion is family friendliness because I believe that there's not many organisations that are family-friendly and that, well, they're family-friendly on paper, but when it comes down to it, when you're trying to go and pick kids up from school or if your child's sick and staying home or whatever, um, companies aren't allowing it because they need to see you in the office. So I'm really hoping that our on, you know, virtual working and remote working away from the office is allowing these companies to see that People can work whether they're at home or whether they're in their office and whether they've got kids around or not kids around, they can still work. So they can be family friendly and allow people to have that time to be with their kids when they're sick or when they need to. And as you mentioned earlier, Rachel, uh, you're uh, at least as productive at home as you are if you're working in an office. In fact, you probably, well, I know I am, I'm more productive you know, if I count in times that I have had jobs and I've been in offices, if I counted the hours that I spent chatting about weekends or chatting, you know, gossiping or whatever and socialising, I don't do that at home. <laughs> so, yeah, I've got no one to, to socialise with really. So I don't do that when I work from home. So I, I actually would do a lot more at home than what I would in an office. Because you're not having those opportunities to socialise quite so much obviously you don't find this but or from what you said you don't find this but I'm going to ask the question anyway do you find when you have an opportunity to talk to a prospective customer that you want to do that socializing yes um but I also I go to local networking events where I see people and I attend 
you know, I've got team meetings that I have online and stuff. So I'm connecting with other people I work with. Um, so it's not like I'm sitting in my little bubble and not seeing anyone or, or having that. Um, I also put more emphasis on socialising with my friends opposed to people that I work with. Um, but, hey, I'm always up for a coffee in a cafe. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> now that they're reopened, actually, I made my first coffee date today with someone next week to go and have a chat to them about their business and my business and how we can work together and stuff. So, you know, there's um, certainly a lot of socialising that happens, but it's structured and it's more it fits in with my time rather than every day, you know, sitting at your desk and people coming and interrupting you. Oh, very good. And so we don't want all of the coffee shops doing everything online. No, no. You still <laughs> need that faith. But, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, one of the things that we missed when COVID happened was, was that personal connection, which is why so many events went online. You know, I think I could have done a coffee morning or a coffee chat nearly every single day. Um, and, you know, there was so much that, that still offered you a chance to connect online. Um, through COVID. So it's, you know, connection is so important for people. So with the changes that might and might not happen, Mm. you're producing marketing for businesses to help them grow to their success. Do you have a particular niche, for example, which is a fairly common term associated with this sort of thing that you work with? We'll throw out the, the traditional meaning of niche in that it's not an industry type. It's not um, it's not geographic. So I work with businesses all over the place. I've got clients all over Australia. Um, I have worked in the past with American and the UK and New Zealand as well. Um, so it's not a, a niche as far as you know. I can go anywhere. I also don't work just with specific industries because I get too bored and I actually enjoy learning about new industries and new things and new products and stuff. Um, I do, I love working with women and I love working with women who are ready to grow their business. And we talked earlier about the, the failure rate of startup businesses and women, they are among some of the most people who are starting businesses are women. Majority of them have children at home, so they're still trying to do it with kids at home. And on top of that, women's failure rates in businesses are a lot higher than men as well. So I think women need a lot more, well, my belief, and it's I'm a woman, so I get it, you know, that there's more support that's needed for women to keep growing their business and to keep focused in their business as well. So that's who I love working with. Not saying I don't work with men because I do have male clients, but primarily I work with women who have been in business for five years or more. So they're over that new baby sort of feel. They're into the growth of their business um, and they're stuck as to where they want to grow to. So having been there for five years, of course, they have a probably have a a more concrete vision of where they want to go. Is that fair? Yeah. Or where they don't want to go. I think in business you learn as much about what you don't want as much as what you do want. <laughs> yes, there's quite a bit of that, of course. <laughs> Let's look at what you actually do for folks uh, mm-hmm. in business. Um, mm-hmm. They want to grow their business, which might be a big growth, a small growth, in, or something in between. Mm-hmm. How can marketing help 
in those sort of circumstances? Sure. So the way I see marketing is it's holistic across your entire business. Um, so it starts back in the, you know, why am I in business? What are my values? How am I showing up? Um, you know, all the way through to the actual sale of the, of the product or the thing that you're selling. So marketing is holistic right across the whole business. Um, therefore, it needs to be integrated into all the steps. So the first thing that I do with clients is we create a strategy. And that marketing strategy will cover off on you know, all the research, your strategy, so bringing, making sure all your goals are in alignment with each other. So you're having a business goal with no marketing that's attached to it means your business goal may not be achieved, depending on the goal, of course. <laughs> but you know, it's making sure that all of that is in there and that you've got campaigns that fit with all of your um, with your goals as well and it's in line with your branding and whatever. So the first thing I would do is set the strategy and then we create the implementation plan. Um, I think one of my pet peeves with people is that they, you know, I'll often get someone who will come in and say to me, I want to run a Facebook ad campaign and I'm like, why do you want to do that? And they're like, oh, because everyone else is doing it. Well, why, you know, but why? What's it going to do to your business? You know, it's that bigger picture thinking and that, the reasoning as to why you want to do something. You know, why do you want to put a billboard up? Why do you want to do cinema advertising? Why do you want to go to that trade show? Why do you want to chase that piece of media or whatever the marketing activity is? It's the why. Um, and without the strategy and the direction, you, you will spend so much money and time just floating around the marketing ether and not getting anything achieved. Without a, a clear goal in mind, it's very hard to produce criteria. Is that accurate? Absolutely. You've got no actions. Are you, even, you You've got no, you, you don't know 